0: City transfer partner changes, new routes, and a $500 tip of the week on today's Myelonomic Squared podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Simon. And I'm Robert Dwyer. And this is the Myelonomic Squared podcast, no annual fee edition. If you're not subscribed to the full Myelonomic Squared podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive into topics like the following. Big news over the weekend. I think it came on a Sunday, which is kind of strange. Uh, shake-up yeah. going on with city thank-you points. Uh, American Airlines out. They really canceled that on the, what was it the 13th, like they said they were going to? And a strange partner comes in in the form of Wyndham. Uh, big news mm. with Capital One recently, including Wyndham. People excited about Wyndham, I think, mostly because of this Vacasa angle, you know, these... These uh, Airbnb like, more kind of corporate going through the uh, Casa rental. Uh, what do you think of this? What's going on over there at City? Is this interesting? Does it bolster the
1: interest in that program for you? Yeah, it really does get me more interested in the program. And it shows signs of life, too. You know, I mean, you could go back 50 episodes of our uh, Patreon podcast, and we were talking about how thank you points have kind of lost their utility, and the prestige card is no longer accepting applications, and they look like they were kind of on the ropes. And to say that this has been the year of city thank you points is probably an overstatement, Robert, but it's definitely been a good year for city thank you points. And I think this just continues the strengthening of the program. What do you think?
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, In a sense, you know, it's easy to get distracted by the new thing. You know, if you've got something else that's been working you for a, ver- a very long time, uh, you know, Asia miles or uh, yeah, uh, Turkish I- or something I- like that. This is, uh, I guess, maybe <laughs> a, a, more uh, hotel stuff that you can do with City, And I-, I think that's good. Um, am I excited about Wyndham? Let's talk about that Vacasa angle a little bit. Maybe educate me a little bit. Uh, my research on this started yesterday and concluded this morning, and I've got some <laughs> initial findings. But before I release those, <laughs> well, what do you think? Is this really an opportunity? Is is it a mirage? Is it a niche opportunity? What what's the utility in it for you? Have you ever done it? Are you eyeing some actual properties? Because it is a little bit interesting to me looking around that uh, the the nature of this, because it does get so much buzz, and has been getting so much buzz lately. Is, is it a is it a real deal. What do you think? Oh,
1: I think it is a real deal. I think so, Robert. I think that it's one of those situations that we on paper love. You know, there's not an award chart so to speak. And it's it's insane, but it's the number of bedrooms in the unit that you're looking at is the pricing that they go on by Wyndham points. And so for someone like me, I have I mean, Robert, I ran the numbers. I spent like $6,000 in the last year on Airbnbs. Wow. That's a lot, you know. I mean, but I've I spent, you know, I don't know, 30 nights in Airbnbs, but still, I mean, that's a lot of money, yeah. and um, and so when you run the numbers here with a fixed value chart like that, if I can find availability, a two-bedroom Airbnb ends up being 30,000 thank you points a night. You can get a really nice place. You know, there are some places that are extremely expensive. I'm thinking of it like the ski-in, ski-out uh, locations. Yeah. yeah. those are nice, you know, and, uh, and corporate vacation rentals really like those areas. You know, if you're going in the middle of nowhere, I don't think it's gonna really be a great value, but look at the places that I like to go, Robert. I'm looking for snow, check, all right? I'm looking for Hawaii, check. And those are both great locations for, for Vacasa rentals. And so if I can make it work, I think it could work. Now you do bump up against the city thank you point cash out value because now you can cash out the city thank you points for a penny a piece. And so the math here is all in the show notes. You get one-to-one transfers on some of the higher-end cards and five-to-four transfers on city double cashes and lower-end cards. You need to get at least a penny a point, maybe a penny and a quarter a point, but you also have to want to spend $300 or more a night on a vacation rental. Or else the math doesn't work out because you could just cash out the thirty thousand thank you points and let's say you find an Airbnb for two hundred and twenty dollars a night. You do that, right? I mean, so so it's like you said, Robert. It's really easy to get excited over this. There are capacity limitations. You know, there are blackout dates, and uh, there's really a. Uh, I think it's a little difficult to find the availability. We're certainly not Vacasa Wyndham experts, but I do have. We do have some patrons on our Slack that are experts at this Robert and so in talking with them I got so close to wanting to jump in on this program I wanted to get the the Barclays Wyndham business card earlier this year and I was denied for it and so that's where some of my excitement for this comes as well because now I can tinker with this and I think it's actually easier to tinker with it's lower I guess it's a lower stake situation because they're transferable from thank you points so I can do all the research I want and if I decide I don't want to transfer I still have thank you points versus a bucket of Wyndham points that I went and manufactured over the course of months
0: yeah well the capital one card we were talking about in the page show last week a lot of buzz about that venture x card that's a transfer partner to Wyndham Ooh. as well so now you've got three things funneling into that in addition you know if you include that that barclays card so there's a lot of different ways to get there and i agree uh, more appealing to have this as an option as opposed to the only option if you had that Wyndham business card Uh, we were talking too recently about complicated award charts. Like these programs, they start out very simple. Like let's, let's keep things simple for our customers and then they start to evolve, right? Let's, let's have a seasonal award chart. Let's have categories for all of our rooms. Let's have, uh, you know, and and then you look at what the Marriott program has become even, uh, uh, and and this is the infancy of a program in, in a sense, right? Okay. Let's just keep it real simple. Uh, 15,000 points per bedroom per night. Uh, just, I was looking. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about this. Uh, you know, one of the litmus tests I use is I talked to my sister about this and I said, you know, I, I, I thought it was a good deal or I didn't think it was a good deal. I'm just totally giving it to her straight. And I said, hey, you know, I looked at this program that could be a really good deal. I found a place in Sedona, Arizona. Not a, There's not a ton of options there for hotels. Uh, there's a Hyatt mm. Residence Club. People stay at a lot. We've, we've all stayed there, it seems. I, I, I like the idea of having a, a big house with a nice view. And I, I found a place and it was like a thousand bucks a night. But it was it was you know five five bedrooms, (laughs) so yeah seventy five thousand points yeah yeah so okay so now I'm paying seven hundred and fifty dollars a night effectively if I was to cash that out is that I mean should I be forcing my hand is this such an outsized bit of value that I should Vicasa, Vicasa, Vicasa? and it it wasn't right (laughs) I need I would need to generate a ton of points to be able to book that I mean it sounded appealing I look at the number at seven thousand dollars but yeah I'd have to lay out a ton of cash to do it so when i look it is the vacasa inventory and its availability absolutely the place that i wanted to stay in that location. you know, I was looking in uh, Newport, Rhode Island, favorite place I talk to all the time about r- renting um, uh-huh. vacation rentals. There's like nothing there or nothing appealing. And there is tons of good inventory to be rented there if you aren't beholden Absolutely. to yeah. these restrictions. So there's all kinds of places where you can rent vacation homes from. Uh, and not, not just Airbnb, but uh, a lot of places, popular vacation destinations have a dominant real estate agency or two. And I think Airbnb is intended to take out that level of disintermediation, cut out the agent, you know, go deal directly. Well, here we're just dealing with another company, Vacasa, that's doing that same service that Airbnb is. And in looking at the properties, I did see some... Uh, pretty campy properties. I mean, they're not all pristine and looking nice to me. Uh, so I, I think you just got to look at it and, and look at it as another option in addition to Airbnb or uh, a hotel timeshare rentals or any myriad number of places that you could use to, to get more space for your family. But I think it's a great point to bring it back to. <laughs> Look at how much cash you're laying out for these. It could be a lot. Yeah. And if this isn't the perfect place that you wanted to stay, uh, c- continue your search, I would say. it's oh, such a great point, Robert. And the pain of spending cash is something we talk about
1: all the time on this show, on the blog, everywhere we go to random strangers at the grocery store. Um, <laughs> and I think this really makes it harder to put that number, or I guess it makes it easier to put that number on the spend that you're doing. You know, when you earn a bucket of points on a Wyndham business card, it's uh, it's free points, who cares? Yeah. But this is that chase, pay yourself back enigma that a lot of people got really upset about, which is now I have to figure out how much money I'm actually spending on these things. And I think that's good. I think that's a really strong, important thing to do. I think that um, knowing the value or the cost in, Uh, what you're giving up is, is an important decision to make every time you take a trip. And I think that that makes, this makes you look in the mirror and make that hard decision. So a little tough love from us here today on this uh, show, Robert, you want to keep moving or should we hit that more?
0: (laughs) That's good. Let's uh, move on to the next one. You, you saw this, uh, didn't, wasn't on my radar screen at all being an East coast guy. What's, What's the new option to Japan? Well, new option, low cost carrier flying LAX to Tokyo,
1: zip air, Robert. And uh, I don't know what it says about my Google searching that this was fed to me uh, just this weekend when they announced the routes. It's three times a week uh, in both directions. Low cost carrier. They have some other flights around uh, Japan and I think they do fly to Hawaii as well. Uh, But this joins ANA and JAL, be a third carrier flying LAX to Tokyo. And uh, if you are a follower of this show, you know that both of us have really been trying to get over to Japan. Just open up, and, please. Uh, you, you were, Yeah, you were successful once, but we really w- we want the country to open back up. And so I, mostly putting this year to discuss it as a low-cost option, especially for families. But also, do they know something about the country opening up, Robert? I mean, I think we should talk about that first before
0: we get into the pricing and things like that. Yeah, I think we've been hopeful about that. Uh, I think we've to it in terms of some trends for... A large amount of award availability on JAL opening up, you know, they just opened up the floodgates uh, not too long ago, but we we're hopefully taking that as a sign that well, maybe travel is going to become more permissible. And I think it has in terms of business travel is, you know, with a shorter period of quarantine. So things are moving in the right direction, not there yet, but Overall, it's amazing how much investment is going into the travel industry at a time when it's been so bad for so long. I mean, maybe, you know, the, the money is saying that they anticipate travel being better in the near term here. But uh, when did the routes start on this? Is this got, you know, is there, is there a hopeful date that we can pin this to that say, oh, these people are on the inside? They know when travel's going to open up for tourism in to Japan. <laughs> I, they're selling tickets to December next month, Robert. So, well, um, they're, they're going and that their three. schedule
1: <laughs> only goes through March, I think, or April. <laughs> so they're not even like, uh, forecasting outside of four or five months and um, there may like you said there may be enough business and uh, expat travel to fill that and those you know those situations are a little different than tourism to Japan right now but I just want to talk about it for pricing wise Robert they have a really interesting pricing dynamic for for sp- families with small children uh, six and under the price of the ticket for a kid who's six and under is like a quarter of the price of an adult ticket. And I wow. haven't seen that anywhere outside
0: of maybe a lap infant, but you get an actual seat. That's, I mean, wasn't that something that happened back in like the 70s or 80s? <laughs> like yeah. child pricing? Yeah. I mean, that's completely out the window as far as I've seen. Yeah. So six and below can fly for like $110
1: one way. Wow. Um. Yeah, I know. And, you know, look at the low-cost carriers. So then they want to sell you on the thing and the other thing. And you could spend mm. another $115 on you know food and seat selection and all that stuff but you know all in I think I had a family of 4 with two young kids in that under 6 I had it round trip for like $2000 wow. which that's not that's not bad back and forth to Japan on a you know newish airplane and I have to assume the service is going to be great otherwise they just wouldn't do the route so um I I like it. I think it's a new option. Now, look, we we want to book with points and we want to fly on a lie flat seat, but that's not everybody. And I think Mm -hmm. having this out there and saying, hey, look, if you want to spend 75,000 ultimate rewards each way for a family of four, uh, you can do that. Or if you're stuck and you can't get home, look at this as an option. They they
0: sell tickets three days a week. (laughs) Just go up to the counter. Why even book ahead? Just (laughs) bubble up there. (laughs) Uh, You know, I guess where my mind went on this is how precious it is to have a vacation window that you could go to Japan. And you've got all yeah. the currencies. You've been playing this game for a long time. You should take that trip and make it the great trip that you want it to be with life lots It's a long flight. It's going to be a lot more comfortable and enjoyable. Your vacation is going to start when you get on the airplane as opposed to... Or maybe even in the lounge at the Not airport. Not with kids. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sorry. I just... I, to me, I know. The, I know what the, you mean, though. Yeah. The scarce thing is the vacation window, that opportunity to go to Japan. And so yeah. you don't need to eat the last penny out of the airfare and to get this down to a, a low amount. So but it, again, I mean, this, maybe this is similar to Vegasa. We're talking about how much cash would it really take to get you there and back in relative comfort? You know, it's, it's, you know, find airplane, direct mm-hmm. flight. You're not doing anything crazy. Uh, it is the it is the uh, anchor price uh, to which you should compare that uh, free flight using miles on uh, on live flats on A&A or JAL.
1: Yeah, I love that. And again, thank you points. Until they remove the AA transfer, made that really clear. You're spending sixty thousand thank you points. You're spending six hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and this isn't that much less than that. You know, it isn't. It it it. it, it like you said, I mean, it's not. Uh, you, you know, we're not spending seven thousand dollars a piece to fly in business class. We're spending less than that. But yeah, I do know that there are people out there, and they're just thinking, hey, I want to take the trip, and I want to put all my effort on the ground. And if that's yeah. you, take a look at Zip Air. In fact, that we just gave them their slogan, didn't we, Robert? <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> All right. Robert, more airfare, more airport uh, news here. You want to take this next one? It's back on your side of the coast. Well, you told me about
0: it. Let's see. Uh, Frontier leaving Newark Airport, 16 slots up for grabs. I've never flown Frontier. Um, Along (laughs) with Spirit, I would like to permanently remove them from my searches on Google (laughs) Flights because I just really don't want to consider them. I mean, you see these crazy numbers, but they're so just rogue, and I don't know what I'm getting into with them. So uh, some Space Open, though, at Newark, I guess Newark is such a big... um, a big united hub yeah right and, and so it's good to have some uh, competition there to keep United the big carriers there honest um what, what what trend are you seeing here what do you think
1: well 16 slots that's interesting and uh, I've got a link here to Seth's post on this uh, and and he does a really great job covering it and uh, that's kind of where I saw it so I want to give him a hat tip on that 16 slots to a major airport like that uh, come up for grabs and you have like you said united but you also have jetBlue you have spirit flying into there. Uh, I guess I'll talk a little more about Frontier leaving. I think it was, they said the cost of doing business at, at, at Newark, that they just, anywhere we can remove expensive costs, we're going to do it. And so they're going to remove their entire operation from Newark, which I think is extreme, but uh, it it allowed some flights from Newark to the Caribbean this time of year. I'm not sure that's something that's actually happening. I don't know. Um, And so now they don't, they're not doing those flights, and they had some specific really weird technical issues in flying those flights profitably, and there's a lot of AV geek stuff going on here, but needless to say, it'll be interesting to see what happens, because at some point, they were not going to re-release these slots, hmm. because if the slots remained unused, it would have saved 1.2 minutes per day at Newark Airport, and instead... I guess they decided that the cost savings of having additional capacity and competition of fifteen to thirty-six dollars per day was more important. Big airports, interesting, Robert, because they're almost alive and changing and ever-changing, and something that you rely on. Look, if you have family in Denver and you live in Newark, you say, oh, "I got the nonstop on Frontier. I take it all the time." Now you don't, mm-hmm. and um, you know nothing in this game is is forever, and it's not a static game at all. So it's a, it's a good reminder that everything we've been talking about, Robert, you could have this perfect redemption and you could love it. And, you know, you could think that it's going to be their go-to forever. And then the airline pulls out I mean, JetBlue left Long Beach a couple years ago. And I'm stuck with all these JetBlue points and travel credits and all this stuff. And I I don't want to go to LAX. If I go to LAX, then they compete with everyone. Then they're just another airline. And um, I'm not saying that Frontier is another airline, but you know, if you were there and they were your go-to now they're not. So good reminder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, a new generation of uh, carriers coming up too. We've talked on this show about Avilo and Breeze in the past and you know, at some point, yes. those might become options because you know I, we've lamented this kind of coming and going. I've seen some crazy domestic airfare for places that I want to go, and it's happening. Crazy bad. Crazy bad. Right? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. I mean, I was seeing <laughs> for getting out to Phoenix uh, for the holidays, uh, six hundred dollars per person one way in economy for a direct flight. Twenty four hundred dollars per person. I, I mean, I mean, twenty five hundred dollars yeah. per person. Twenty four hundred in in, a, in first. <laughs> uh, you know, and but the problem is there's not enough competition. Right, uh, AA usually yeah. has like five or six flights a day, and they're down to two. And uh, JetBlue uh, participates, but they only fly uh, Red Eye in one direction. So that is a very, very small amount of coverage and not enough competition. So you know, I say I don't like Spirit and Frontier. Well, I do like them if they if they give a low cost option that helps keep the mainline carriers honest. But m- more than anything, you just need another, you need more people, more uh, carriers flying the route. And yeah. when you're just down to two or three a day, that's just brutal. And, you know, you book that peach time and then, you know, they invariably cancel things and, and give you a uh, bad time that I you know. initially paid for. It, and then you're backed into a corner, yeah. you know, a month, a month out. I mean, it's happening to me again and again. I'm getting tired of all of the flight, t- uh, flight times being changed and leaving me with non good options here. It seems like the leisure market definitely has come back. The business market has not come back to the same extent. So all the profits need to be made from the leisure carry le- leisure travel and it is not a great place for <laughs> to be when brutal. you're just looking to get across the country a couple of times. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, one of these days, Robert, we're going to have like a misconnect or some kind of situation and it's going to be awful. Yeah. It's going to be like a two-day ordeal where we you know there's no extra capacity and it's just it, the flights are awful and and awful the flights yeah. are awful yeah. <laughs> absolutely we got to end on a high note robert we got it we have to 500 hundred dollar tip of the week we teased it at the top of the show is it really a 500 hundred dollar
0: tip of the week i think it is i think it is and this one isn't secret but we both did it we don't like to talk about things that we don't do because you don't know how junkie something could be until you actually get into it we were talking about that i ca- cabbage bonus i mean nothing have you have they paid you out yet cabbage yeah they finally paid me yeah. <laughs> no no fanfare but yeah i got paid well this one is the total opposite of that in terms of time to pay we both went on it last week i think it was monday morning i was doing a google search for what was it stocks you can buy online with a debit card or something like that as i do every monday morning <laughs> as you yeah as you're known to weekly and this Tastyworks thing Standard. popped up I'm like, Tastyworks, what the heck is Tastyworks? Is it like a new restaurant chain or something? But no, it's a, it's a brokerage account And it says you, if you put in $10,000 in funds And keep it there for three months You get uh, 500 bucks I was like, man, can you, can you believe these things you find with a, with a Google search? And I think before I even completed my research, you had already opened and funded the account. I mean, you were very swift on this one. <laughs> I can't wait, Robert. I have these windows of time that I have to act during. So, <laughs> yeah, I
1: just funded it right away. you got to fund it with $10,000, and you yeah. got to hold it for three months. Yeah, but the payout was the next day, Robert. I mean, it was so fast. I I, uh, I did a double take that I had maybe sent an extra 500 myself or something. <laughs> And so I've never seen a bank or brokerage, any bonus on earth, pay out in 24 hours like that. Amazing.
0: World record, you think? I think it's a world record. record. <laughs>
1: Tasty works. Yep. Yep. They've got the Milonomics world record for paying out a $500 bank bonus.
0: You know, we talk about uh, MX being very instant gratification with the exception of that cabbage bonus. I mean, they tend to pay out welcome Ugh. bonuses while charges are still pending sometimes. it's It's very in- yes. instant gratification. They've gamified the whole thing. This is pretty impressive, and I guess a, a question would be: Then, do you you trade with those funds that you parked over there? You keep them there for three months, be very safe, and just keep them doing nothing, or you could, you know, roll the dice and do some investing with it. And I don't like when I have to fund a bank bonus and keep mon- money sitting there earning no interest for you know one, two, three, six months, whatever it might be. I think this one's nice because you have the option: you can play it either way, you can just have it sit there. I don't, I don't see any requirements to trade, or you can. Uh, <laughs> into their trading platform which really was pretty intimidating Mm -hmm. as a guy who's not a day trader never has been a day trader doesn't like to time the market this was a very sophisticated platform with all kinds of drop downs and you know uh straddles and calls and puts and i'm just like i i just wanted to buy an s p 500 tracker sir can i just buy that (laughs) once (laughs) yeah it's just the the platform is very impressive for somebody that wants to get into it not me but i did that i I, I plowed my money in too uh an s&p 500 tracker and I, and I should have waited until the 500 hundred dollar bonus came the same same as you know, uh 24 hours later uh down to the nose when the funding occurred because i could plow that into the market too but uh not yeah, you uh, still can pretty right? good one but it, i i the, the the referral no costs the, the, to trade right no, yeah, no, no trading costs. costs no it's i mean it's, it seems great I, I don't know i've never heard of it it seems like it's australian or something i don't know it's a, <laughs> it's quite unusual <laughs> what we really? got ourselves into yeah but there, you, They you, paid you us in some. U.S. dollars, though, right? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope <laughs> so, too. Uh, you, there's a, a code that you need to put in, and we'll cl- include a link in the show notes that if you use that link, it'll pre-populate the referral field. They do have a referral program, and I thought that was an interesting one. You get credits for each <laughs> referral that you do, and after five referrals, you get a, a Chicago hot dog uh, and pizza kit that's worth up to $300, so <laughs> we'll refer my people and get some hot dogs. Yeah, but I think you you have to choose one or the other. Is that correct? You That's right. Either take you the five hundred. I think so I you got to sell yeah. your friends out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend doing it. I mean, you might be able to stack <laughs> it, uh, but I think yeah, the the safe place to go with the five hundred dollars instead of the hot dogs. Yeah, fantastic five hundred dollar tip of the week. Great way to end the show, Robert. Uh, do we want to do these
1: other two items here, or do we do we want to end the show on that five hundred dollar tip of the week? Flu?s
0: I don't think we could get into the show here on flu?s no, do I think? don't think so. And this Amex thing yeah. is a little edgy, especially given uh, recent stuff going on with Amex. So let's say that's for the free shot. We don't have to explain the risk there. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a good, good, good point to stop it on.
1: All right. Hey, we'll cut it there. And plenty more on the paid show this week. Robert, you want to close this out?
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week. For a more in-depth discussion about points and miles, visit us at patreon.com slash There you'll get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer, where we speak more freely about topics like these. As always, you can reach us on
1: Twitter. I'm at Milenomics, and Robert is at Robert Dwyer. Until then, we'll see you on the site.